to the Manantia Church Podcast. Our mission is to reach, teach, and empower you to fulfill the calling God has over your life. We hope today's episode will help lead you through open doors and encourage you to be the salt and light of the world. Don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast, and enjoy the message. I invite you, I invite you today, would you open your heart, open your heart to where the word of God has for you. Somebody say amen to that. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. The word of God states, in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And the angel of the church in Philadelphia writes, this things, saying, he who is holy, he who is true, who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Listen to that. He's speaking here about Jesus. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. Somebody say with me, an open door. I set before you an open door. And no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. Have kept my word and have not denied my name. Listen to this. Uh, in Revelation, we can see the Holy Spirit is speaking to all the churches throughout the world. That includes us. Amen. And he comes to this church and it says, I see that even though you have little strength, you have kept my word. Even though you're struggling, I want you to get this. You have remained. And because of that, I have an open door. Somebody say with me, open door. I have an open door for you today. And nobody can come against, listen, nobody can come against what God has promised for you. Somebody say amen. Close your eyes with me. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. And I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, right now, soften our hearts that we may receive what you have for us. Lord, I pray that we take away any connotation, that we take away any predisposition, that right now we align ourselves with you. I thank you, Father, that your plan is better. And I thank you for open doors in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm so surprised of how fast Christmas season came about this year. You know, um, I can't believe that now you see Christmas everywhere. You know, I love Christmas season. And one of the things we like to do with our family is we tell them, listen, what, what do you want for Christmas? I want you to write a list. Uh, I taught my kids a long time ago that, uh, you know, we're, we, we don't believe in Santa. We believe in Christ. Okay. He's the one that provides for us. Santa's not bad. You know, I know it's something that we use, but I want them to know who brings the provision. Is that okay? You can, you know, but I just want you to have this in your heart. And when they start making their list, I say, um, I want you to pray about what God wants to give you, not what you want. And it's been amazing. They started writing things like, um, I want to get this for this kid in the orphanage. I want to get this for this person that I saw over here. It started shifting before they will only ask for themselves for things. And now we see the list and half of it is for different people, for people, for people and things that they start giving. How many of you know it's better to give than to receive? You know, I, I need you to get this. You need to learn to open doors. Okay? You need to learn to open doors up. Many times, the reason we don't have what God has for us is because all we do is focus on what we want and not on what He wants. And as we were going over the list, I told my wife, listen, man, they don't know how lucky they are. They don't know how blessed they are. I tell them, you can write whatever you want, and we'll see the way we can get it. And, you know, I know God will provide for us. How many of you grew up in a time in which you didn't get to make a list? When you grew up with a family that was like, you know, uh, this is what you get for Christmas. Yeah, come on, somebody. And you were blessed. It was like, thank you, Lord. Hot Wheels again. Yeah. 
But look, I spoke to my grandpa about this. And my grandpa told me, um, I didn't even get Christmas. He, uh, your great-grandma passed away and there was no more Christmas for us. I spoke to my dad about this and my dad said, listen, we were nine children. So we would get five pairs of pants and ten t-shirts and it was for all three that were kind of the same age. Merry Christmas! And I, I remember growing up and my dad would say, what do you want? $100 limit. Anybody ever got a limit? Ladies in the house, how many of you have a limit for shopping? Oh, okay. I see several of the husbands. Man, I should write that down, Pastor. I grew up with, I could ask for, but I had a limit. I need you to get this, pioneers in the house. What you have paid for has allowed us to have more. And I thank you for that. My children now get to say, what do you want? And I pray that we teach them that it's not about receiving, but about giving. And the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart in this, and I pray you receive this. And I, I want you to take this in your heart. We ask according to the resources that our parents have. Are you listening? The Bible says that God is our Father in heaven. And that we have access to what He has in store for us. But the problem is that many of us grew up with abuelito, with grandpa, that would say, this is what you get. So when we go to God, we think, this is what I got. This is what I get. This is life. And I, I want you to see what we just read. He says, I see your strength. I see where you are. And I put before you an open door. Somebody say with me, open doors. I put before you an open door and nobody can come and shut it. Uh, what he's telling us is, you can write over here. I want you to write what you want. I want you to write what's in your heart. And I want you to get this. When you get to this place where you see who God is, you stop asking for things for yourself. And you start asking according to his will. And as he said, everything you ask in his name is yours. Tell the person that's next to you, tell him, God has more for you. God has so much more for you. Jesus puts it this way. Look at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Look at what Jesus is teaching. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, will, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? In verse 10, or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, somebody say good gifts. Listen, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those that what? I need you to see the exclamation mark. How much more will your Father in heaven give to those that ask? I love this part. It says, ask and you will receive. I, I need you to get this. Uh, I need you to get this in your spirit. How many of you have seen a baby cry for food? Have you seen the level of cry that starts rising? You know, when they're, when they're starting to get hungry. Nyah! You seen a baby cry? I'm not talking about your husband, okay? Have you seen a baby? Nyah! I'm hungry. Come on. How many? Come on, men in the house. We get home from work and it's like, what, what are we eating today? What are we eating today? We become babies. Nyah! Listen to this. Now he gets hungrier. If you let it pass, I'm not even going to say, not, not going to say, I'm going to say five minutes. Have you heard the level go up? From nyah to nyah. What happens after 15 minutes if you haven't fed him? I've seen people that don't know what to do with a baby, and I'm like, feed the baby. <laughs> Have you been at Walmart? 
Have you, have you been a la Walmart? Have you been a Walmart before? You know, and they have there, and they, and they say, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, feed that baby. Your level of hunger remembers your level of cry. It determines your level of cry. Come on, somebody say that's good. And I need you to get this. Many of us are not hungry for the right things from God. Because we're not hungry for the right things of God, our cry is, ah. But if you get hungry today, it says, ask and it will be given to you. I want to invite you to have a spiritual hunger. Not to pray for things that you can get or you can accomplish. See, many of us pray for things that we can do. Okay. If you're praying for things that you can do, what level of faith are you exercising? It's time for you to start praying according to the size of your God now. It's no more, it's no longer here, here's your limit, here's where you can get. I need you to get this in your spirit. It's my God in Romans chapter, it says that he gave his son for us. He says, if he, if he was willing to give his son for us, how will he not give you all you need? All you need. Now, the problem is this. We ask according to our desires. And let me go to James so I can, so I can further explain this a little bit more. In James chapter 1, James chapter 1, it says this. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Ask, and it will be given to you. Listen to this. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind verse 7 for let no man suppose that he will receive anything from the lord he's a double-minded man unstable in all his ways unstable come on any of you know no, unstable people i know when i say unstable some of you guys uh, you guys are thinking the toxic people how many of you know unstable people are you happy today yes two, uh, two seconds later unstable people. Can I tell you, many of us come to God and instead of us having faith in who He is, we start doubting what we have. I need you to get this. It's not what I have. It's who He is. When I understand that He's a good Father. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you come to God asking for your desires, then you're exercising, I'll put it to you this way, a teenager faith. If you would tell a teenager right now, ask for whatever you want, what they will ask for? Come on, help me out. I need people to be awake today. Okay, what would they ask for? A teenager, what would they ask for? A car. Cell phone. Come on, how many cell phones do we have to buy, parents? iPhone 25th. I don't know which one we're in. Clothes. Moolah. Right? Look, I want you to get this. Many of us have faith for teenagers. Teenager faith. God, give me a car. God, give me more clothes. God, give me a promotion at work. Am I preaching to somebody today? A teenager will always ask for things that they need, but God is talking here about a faith that surpasses what you can have and starts coming into a place of what you can give. So he's saying, you know, he's saying, I want you to believe that our God is greater. He even tells David, ask me for the nations. Ask me for those that, that need me. 
pray for those that need to have an encounter with God. I need you to ask me. See, when you are in a teenager faith, you ask for material things. But when you start growing in the faith, you start asking for spiritual things. Come on, somebody. First Corinthians chapter 12. Here are the gifts of the Spirit. You start asking for the gifts of the Spirit. For faith is a gift of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. Say amen to that. You start asking for peace. That's surpassing. I don't get how this is happening, but I'm calm. Because I can have all the money in the world, but I don't have wisdom. Wisdom is spiritual. Now, I, I need you to, uh, today, uh, as you pray, start saying, God, I want to pray according to your will, not according to my will. But do not stay in the place in which you limit God. I want you to go to a place in which there's no limits. And he will give you the desires of your heart, even past what you are imagining. But you need to make sure, it's, I need to make sure that when I come to him, I don't come to him with a teenager faith. I don't come with a neat teenager attitude. You know what I'm talking about? I deserve this. I'm entitled to this. I always tell my son, listen, those shoes look good on you. I go, but they're mine. And he's like, what? You bought them for me. That's right. I bought them for you. I can take them away whenever I want. So you better get your grades up. And he looks at me and says, but you bought them for me. Last time I tell you, they're mine. Next time, I'm going to give them to somebody that really is going to take care of, of, what of, what, of what I'm giving you. I need you to get this in your spirit. Our God is greater than who we are. And when you recognize who he is and you depend on him, you don't say, I deserve something. You say, God, I don't ask out of petition. I ask out of adoration, out of worship. Ask and it'll be given to you. Grandparents in the house, how many of you like when, you're, uh, when your grandson or your granddaughter comes to you and says, uh, what do you think we should do? Have you ever had your grandson, your grand even your kids, they come and they say, what do you think I should do? How many of you like this? The reason they ask for your opinion is because they value who you are. They admire your decisions. You've done a good job. Many of us come to God and, and we say, if I'm asking, God's not going to give me. He knows your heart. And when you come to him out of admiration, God, I need you to give me wisdom on this. God, I need, I need you to show me how to do this. He will answer everyone that asks. Can, can I say many of us are not walking through open doors because we're not asking? In James chapter 4, the same book of James. If you never read James, you need to read the book of James. In James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3 says, You lust and do not have. Listen to this. You're wanting more, but you don't have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. Some of you guys are like, no, pastor, I don't murder. The Bible says that when we speak death, we give death. And covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war. You have jealousy. You have envy. Yet you do not have because what? You do not ask. You ask now. Some of you are saying, I am praying. Some of you say, I am asking God. And you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it own pleasures when you have a, a selfish prayer life church listen to this you will always be unsatisfied when you live just for selfish desire i, I went to horizon high school this week and i was talking to to, to a, a group of kids that they were junior and seniors um, and i asked them the question uh, what would you ask for today and they started giving me all the list that you guys set right now i'll ask for this i will ask for that and, and i said you know that's good that, that you have dreams that's good that you have things but can i invite you to start asking the way the way not asking god to give you something but ask, start asking for god to show you what he wants you to do for him see 
we're living in a place now in which we think God, even in Scripture, oh, if the prophet said it, then claim it. Come on, can I get real now? Oh, if this is it, you know, it's mine. But I'm going to show you that Scripture shows that it's according to His Word. You're going to ask and you will receive. And I believe in the gift of prophecy. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. But the problem is we stay with a faith in which we walk now and we are saying, I'm entitled to God's favor. Say with me, ask and you will receive. He's talking about taking us to a place in which we, He opens doors. I need you to get this. is a door that gives us access to Him. It's a door that gives us access. Now you can get close to God, but pastor, my sin, but pastor, my past, Jesus came and died for you so that you can come in and draw close to him. And if you have him and you are close to him, everything else, I need, I need you to get this, will be added on to you. In First Chronicles chapter 4, this is one of my uh, favorite prayers in the Bible. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. I invite you to memorize this, this prayer. It says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. Okay, I'm going to make a parenthesis right there. Who is Jabez calling on? I didn't hear you. The God of Israel. He's not calling any saints. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He's not calling the word that he heard from somebody. I need you to get this in your spirit, please. I'm talking to people that want to grow spiritually. He called on God. Who is he praying to? God. And I understand this. I need you to get this. When I come to God through Jesus, in the name of Jesus, it's not by my merits. It's because he died for me. Then I can draw close to him. There's open doors now. He says, he called the name, the name of God. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Get this. That you will bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory, that you that your hand will be with me, that you will keep me from evil, that that I may not cause pain. Okay, listen to this. That you will bless me. Somebody say, bless me. Say this is prayer. God, I pray that you will bless me, you will enlarge my territory, that you will be with me. Because if I have all this and you're not with me, it doesn't matter that you will deliver me from evil, that I do not cause pain on anybody. I, I need you to get the prayer. So, God, what does it say? granted him the request how many of you have been granted a request a request that you made to God amen listen to this and God granted his request he's praying God that you will bless me but he's praying according to what God had already promised for them God said that everywhere that they'll be walking, everywhere that they'll be stepping into will be theirs. Come on, somebody. You know, it's the, the history of Israel. Everywhere they're going, they're taking on new territory. That's why it's so important that you understand you're an ambassador of Christ. Everywhere you go, you're representing Him. We cannot be lifting our hands in church. God's calling us to be salt and light. And then at work, we're cussing like everybody. Come on. I cannot be laughing at the jokes that people are saying and then say, oh, but God says this. Your testimony will always speak louder than your words. And I'm challenging you today. I want you to get what he's praying. I'm challenging you to start living in the open doors that he has for us. He's praying according to what God already promised. Give me that territory that you promised for my life. Is there anybody here that has a promise from God in their life? As you have that promise, you start praying according to that promise and doors open. I'm trying to teach you something today. He doesn't pray, God, bless me so I can have all I need. He says, God, I pray that you bless me as you have promised. So as I take more ground, somebody say, say with me, take more ground. As I take more ground, there'll be more for anybody else. Can I tell you the reason you prosper at your, at your work, Samuel, was not because you're doing something for you. If it will be something for you, you'll be good with a minimum wage. 
It's just for you. Come on, men in the house. But the reason we push to more is because we're thinking about the next generation. We're thinking about his church. So when you have that heart and you pray and you say, God, give me so that I can give. Come on. Give me so that, not give me so I can, so I can have more debt. Okay, that got uncomfortable. Give me so that I can give. This is prayer. Look, in 2 Chronicles, there's another example. This is Saul. How many of you know who Saul is? Saul is the son of David. David is the king of Israel. He's the son of David. He's the second in command. David, I want you to get this, is the greatest king in history, in the history of Israel. Can you imagine being king after David? I mean, this guy is slaying giants. He's killing Goliath. He's doing all stuff. And then you're his son, and now you are in charge of the kingdom. And as he's there, there's his prayer. The Bible says, so Solomon went up there to, be, uh, to the bronze altar. Look where he's going before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. So he comes in, and he sacrifices. He worships. There's a way he's asking. Get this, please. Before you ask, before you, before, before you say, God, give me everything I want, I need you to get this. You need to go and worship. All that, all that, and on that night, God appeared to Solomon because he was in worship and said to him, ask, what should I give you? Okay, what would you answer to this? Right now, God would say, what do you want? Ask that I will give you. Solomon said to God, you have shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in this place. Now, O oh Lord, let your promise to David, my father, be established. Again, your promise, praying according to the promise. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth and multitude. God, as you promised David, give me what you have promised. How can I pray according to his promise if I don't know his word? Now give me wisdom and knowledge. Say with me, wisdom. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people. So you're asking so that you can give over whom I have made you king, verse 12. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. Come on, I pray somebody receives this. This is for somebody today. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. What does he ask for? I said, what does he ask for? He's a king. He's presenting before God and saying, here it is, God, everything I have. If you want what God has for you, you need to be willing to present everything you have to Him. God does not work with people that, that do things halfway. He's a God of covenant. And many of us are not walking into the doors that we have. We have 20 years in church. We have uh, 10 years in the marriage. We have so many things. We even have talents and things that has given us. But we're not walking into the open doors because what we do is say, God, here's part of my heart. And if you give part of your heart, you get part of the blessing. He comes in and says, God, here it is. I'm, I'm going to give you, and I recognize, I recognize, God, that I don't know how to do this. Have you ever been in a place where what you're doing is too, is too big for you? Come on, am I preaching to somebody? Have you ever been in a place? Come on, parents, have you ever looked at your teenager and say, God, how do I do this? 
Come on, husbands in, in the house, have you ever, you know, been with your wife, you know, for over 10, 15 years, and you're like, God, how do I do this? Can we be real for a little bit? Have you ever been at your work, and they say, listen, the promotion is here for you, and you're like, Ugh, because you have limited what God can do through you. And God is showing up now, now more than ever in the church that comes into with boldness of heart, with, with faith and a heart of adoration, a heart of worship and says, God, what will bring you the most glory? Say so with me, open doors. You know what opens doors in our lives? When we start living to bring him glory. In everything that we do, we start living to bring him glory. And God, how would you shine more on this? me to stay quiet when my spouse responds somebody say ouch uh, God for me to be the one that gets there first and leaves after everybody leaves that's how you get more glory God by me being obedient when I want to punch that person in the face <laughs> I know some of you guys are like oh pastor that was me this week you know but I learned to honor authority because when I know the word of God I pray according to the word of God can I tell you, uh, if you start living according to his word, then you can ask for whatever you want and it will be given to you. That's what scripture says. And, and Revelations, I want to finish with this. Chapter 3, I want to read verse 20. Uh, say with me, open doors. Uh, it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine in with him and he with me. I'm going I'm to ask you to pay attention to this, please. Who is the door? Mm. Jesus says, I am the door. This is so amazing. Many times we're knocking on the wrong doors. And we get frustrated. I promise you, when you open your heart, he's the one that's been knocking. There's something in you that he's deposited. There's something in you that needs to come back alive. Listen, it you stop being passionate about your purpose therefore you cannot walk into what he's destined for you but it's time for you to get back into that passion it's time to you start caring more about others than yourself you can have everything you can have everything except him and you'll be walking you'll be walking but you'll not be living your purpose you'll be walking you'll be waking up every morning but you're gonna lose your hope You'll be walking. You can accomplish great things. Listen to me, young people. You can accomplish great things. But if that's not the door he opened for you, you're going to get to a place in which you say, what is all this for? Solomon got to the place. He says, vanity of vanities is all vanity. He missed, even though, listen, even though he was a king, he missed who the blessing came, where the blessing was coming from. So I told Santiago, as you stand with me today, as we get ready to close, told my son, I told him, listen, I like the list you did, and I see you're caring about some other people. I told him, I, I want to challenge you more. And this is where the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And I said, who can you be a blessing to this season? God has opened doors for you so you can open doors for others. Some of you are staying with the blessing that God gave you, and you're getting frustrated. And some of you are in a place in which you're saying, God, I know you promised more for me, but you stop praying. Ask and it'll be given to you. You stopped asking. You, 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 stop, you say you have faith, but you pray according to what you can do. Today, I believe that God is stirring our heart. 
And I want to invite you to press into that place where you say, God, I want to believe again. God, I want to believe again. I, I, I want to believe. Some of you, you can close your eyes with me. Some of you think it's too late. <laughs> I see example after example in the Bible, 80-year-olds. <laughs> God choosing them to transform a life, a, a nation. I see example after example, you know, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. You're not too late. You're not too early. God is looking for people that make themselves available. There where you are with your eyes closed. Is there something that you no longer are asking God for? Is there something that you know it's a promise of God? Your children? That place that God put in your heart to care for others, that, that place to serve others? Some of you stopped serving in church. Some of you stopped serving in your family. Some of you stopped serving. Is there something you put aside? I believe today, ask and you will receive.